Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Hello, today I am so excited to have one of my most cherished friends, Sue Groner. I like to tell Sue that she's my most cherished friend. <laughs> Sue Groner on the show. Sue and I go way back. We raised our children together. We've traveled the world together, um, but we've really had so many wonderful experiences when our kids were were really young. We both just loved almost every minute of it. And um, so Sue, as an experienced mother, she knows how stressful and overwhelming parenting can be at times. She founded the Parenting Mentor to provide an alley for parents in their quest to raise confident and resilient children. Sue is the author of Parenting, 101 Ways to Rock Your World, Simple Strategies for Parenting with Sanity and Joy. And she is a certified positive discipline parent educator. So is also the creator of CLEAR, C-L-E-A-R-R, Method of Parenting, developed through years of trial and her fair shares of errors with her own family. CLEAR adheres to the belief that parenting strategies should be grounded in six important pillars, communication, love, empathy, awareness, rules, and respect. This has become the cornerstone of her practice as the parenting mentor. A graduate of the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania and a former advertising executive, Sue resides in New York City and Bedford, New York with her husband, two children when they are not away at school, and their rescue dog. What's your rescue dog's name? You didn't put it in there. Nico. Nico, that's right. Wonderful Nico. She is available for private group and virtual mentorship sessions nationwide for individuals as well as corporations. Welcome to the program, dear friend. Oh, thanks. I've been so excited about doing this with you. Yes. And I want to um, mention to the listeners, as you know, this is not a parenting podcast. However, I thought it would be really, it was really important to bring Sue on um, especially with what's going on in the world today and and many parents having their their children home, young and older. And the as wonderful as we like to talk about it is, there are, are some stresses with, with that too. And so let's just dive right in, Sue. So tell us a little bit about some of your you talk about how to talk honestly to your kids about what's going on. And so can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, it has to be age appropriate. And, and, you know, that's even that's a sort of an odd thing to say, because, you know, 
four-year-olds run the gamut or eight-year-olds run the gamut. And yes. so the trick is to really understand your child and what they're capable of handling. I mean, I know my daughter, when she was little, she didn't want to know about these big, scary things. Yes. And yes. she made it really clear. She would, you know, stew about it and it would she would constantly think, how is this going to affect me? And how is this going to affect my family? And she would call us at a sleepover and say, is it okay for me to watch this movie? You know, so she was very in touch with how she felt. But as parents, we get to know our kids and what they're capable of handling. And so whenever you talk about something going on, keep that in mind. I think that's really important. Right. Um, right. More than talking about like the ins and outs of coronavirus and that issue, I think it's more important to talk about feelings. And, you know, one of the things I like to talk about, and I think is so important for everybody is calling normalizing negative emotions. And what I mean by that is, you know, as parents, especially as moms, we have this crazy maternal instinct that says now, you know, it's, it's evolved into this, that we want our kids to be happy all the time. You know, and so mm -hmm. the, the instinct is to protect our kids from feeling sad or disappointed or lonely or frustrated or what angry or worried, like whatever those things are. And we jump in to fix it. When we do that, we don't allow them the opportunity to have those experiences of feelings and then be, learn resiliency, right? Yes, and so- I'm always like, well, what if instead of saying, I just want my kids to be happy, what if we say, I want to know my kids can handle being unhappy. They can handle frustration and disappointment and all those other, you know, negative things. And if we give them permission to feel the way they're feeling without any fixes, just validating those feelings. Absolutely. And that I was just, I was just thinking about that right before you said feelings, I was I was just thinking about their feelings, validating them. And also, I, I know that if you try to fix it, then some, somehow sometimes they internalize that that feeling is bad. They don't like it. They, they, they see how you react when they're feeling that feeling. So they kind of stuff it down. And that's, you know, that's not a good thing. Yeah. And not just like how you you know, how you react to it, but like every time you try to fix it, they start to internalize the message that this is a bad feeling and I shouldn't be having it. Right. And then when I do have it, because the feelings are inevitable, when I do, I start to think there's something wrong with me. I shouldn't have that feeling, which is, I think a lot of anxiety comes from. Yes. You double down on like, well, I I'm feeling frustrated, but I shouldn't feel frustrated. And what's the matter with me? And now I'm like frustrated and anxious. Yes, yes. And in in terms of that, that's such a great point because little ones do, they have a lot of feel. And I, I know we were raised in our generation. It's like, you know, you shouldn't feel that way or, and we didn't really mean anything, you know, anything bad by it. We didn't think, but feelings are really the, the touchstone of what's going on in your, in your inner life. And it's so important for a young child, especially whose world is their are is their family, especially well, their primary caregiver, 
and just to have them hold those feelings and you're right just let them trust them and feel them very important and validate them yes you know, say hey you know what i see that you and, and label them like say it looks like you're really frustrated right because you can't get you know this tower you're building to stay right that's really frustrating. Mommy gets frustrated when this happens or when you are feeling frustrated that you say to your child, mommy's so frustrated right now because I can't find my phone. I've looked yes. everywhere for it. And so the more they start to learn the words, the labels for those feelings, the less they have to act them out. Yes. And then yes. They, they'll start to come and say, mommy, I'm really frustrated because and then you say, well, I get that, of course, that makes sense that you would feel that way, right. right? And then, you know, we model how we get out of those feelings. So when I, later on, I found my phone or I over it, whatever the thing is, or I'm disappointed because I wanted to go out with my friends and, you know, I can't now, or, you know, two months ago, my babysitter canceled and now I can't go out and I will say, wow, I'm so disappointed. I was so looking forward to going out with my friends and now I can't and I have to stay home, right? right? And that's okay. And then I'm fine. And so, you know, children are now looking at the adults having those feelings and then they see, oh, well, they got over that. It wasn't such a right. big deal. Like, yes. And so be in the moment of those feelings and then they pass. And the more experience you have with those feelings, no matter what they are, the more you get used to the fact like, okay, this doesn't feel great, but it is what it is. And it makes sense that I feel this way. And I know I will get out of this. Right. No one's ever like happy, happy all the time. Like I think happy to me is knowing that no matter what life throws my way, I will get through it. And that's a very good feeling to have. Right. You know, I think it's also, I'd love to hear what you have to say about this, but just that example you just gave. Um, and wouldn't it be beautiful to say, I'm really disappointed, but now why don't we make some, you know, why don't we go make some homemade cookies together? Maybe segue <laughs> to know that, yeah, maybe you're disappointed in this, but you can also shift gears and do something else that, mm -hmm. that makes you feel good inside. Right. I mean, yeah. not, you don't need to fix it. Right. But like, you know, it's the same thing. Like if your kid doesn't get invited to a birthday party, no. you know, well, yeah, that's, I get disappointed when I don't get invited to a party that I wanted to go to or function or whatever. And I will say that, but I don't think you want to go to the place where you say, but don't worry, we're going to do something really fun that day. Right. Right. Because then Got that's it. like, saying, don't worry, I'm not going to let you feel that way because you're yeah. going to do something better, you know? But, but how do the children, um, how do you suggest um, helping young children process? I mean, I know it's important to feel, for example, I have a girlfriend, I thought this was just brilliant. And then I read about it in a book the other day, where when she had a, her son was like two or three, and he just couldn't really express himself. He would just really go into sort of some 
some tantrums. You could, you could tell that he was struggling inside. So she put different faces on the refrigerator, like a smiley face and a frustrated mm-hmm. face and a, a sad face. And she would have him come up and say, show me what you're feeling right now. And for example, if it was angry, she would like give him a pillow and say, just go pound this for, you know, for a little while. And so try to give him tools, not to necessarily take away the feeling, but to somehow um, help him, I guess, disperse it a little bit, you know, to make him feel better. What, what do you think about um, things like that? Yeah, I love that. That's something I suggest to you like to do like a strip of faces, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because he, you know, but it could be like super happy, kind of happy, happy, you know, then like, yeah, I don't care about anything. And then because there are levels of happy, like when you get a toy you wanted for a really long time and you get it, you're going to be like super ecstatic. Right. But other times you get to watch a TV show that you liked and it made you smile and that's happy. But, you know, and then there's different levels of disappointment or anger. And so, you know, you don't want to have too many of them, but it's showing them like, if a kid's really upset, well, are you up? Are you this upset or that upset? Right. Right. And then they learn like, okay, well, if I'm only this upset, I don't need to have a tantrum about it. Right. It helps them to learn to regulate within a scale. Right. You know, as opposed to just you know, everything is a 10, mm. you know, it can't, cause it can't right. be. And I think it right. helps them. And then you can work through like, well, when you're feeling super angry, what's going to make you feel better? Right. You know, and when you're, and I'm saying, you know, okay, you know, last time when this happened and you felt that way, remember in like five minutes, you got over it. You know, and we remind them of how yes. they're learning to be resilient and they're learning coping mechanisms. That's a great idea. And I, I know I've talked on the show with um, um, some people, uh, especially a professor at one of the universities in the psychology department about how children are so intuitive. And we, we, most of us know that anyway. And um, at very young ages, many actually see spirit and those sorts of things, but that's, that's another subject. And they're so intuitive and, and they, even in the sense where they just get feelings like that person, I, I don't want to be around that person, you know, negative vibes about, someone and how important it is to validate that too. their discernment, their level of discernment. You know, I wish that your podcast had been out when I was raising my kids when they were really young, because I've personally learned so much from it. And honestly, (laughs) like, I love it. And it, I mean, it's so insightful. And I, you know, I'm just so thrilled to be a guest on your podcast because I love it so much. <laughs> Thank um, you. But, you know, when when Hudson, my son, was little, he had exactly what you're talking about. You know, we didn't know it until somehow there was a conversation and he said, yeah, I see colors around people. And we were like, you what? You know, and so the fact that he saw and, and learning that after the fact made so much sense because 
there, you know, he was very selective as to who he wanted to hang out with. And there are things would happen and he would not want to be in the room with somebody. And he just got this sense. And, you know, I wish I had understood that more. I might have respected it more, you know, right. and so that if you are listening and you have little children who are responding in that sort of way, just, you know, you don't need to go into the whole thing. Are you seeing auras? Are you like, what is the feeling you're getting? But just know that they are and and just respect it. Yes. And let them know that you believe them. Mm-hmm. And I think it also helps them. And, and listen, I'm the same as you when mine, I have learned so much in the last few years and, and my kids are, are grown. Well, they're 21, but um, I think that, or I don't think I know that also by listening, appreciating, believing, and validating that it's really important for children to build their inner strength or to trust their inner guidance because there's so much, us, our, our young are going through so much today. I mean, the levels of anxiety and all of this. And if they, they learn that as a very young child, that they can go inward and just have some tools to help themselves um, just navigate the world in, in a more positive, I hate to say a more positive way, but what do you, what do you say about that? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, but I do, I think it all starts like what we talked about with understanding your own emotions and just accepting your own emotions, you know, and once you do, and you're comfortable with yourself, then you can start to be more empathetic and notice those feelings in other people. And so that's a kinder way. I mean, we all want to teach empathy to our children, but I think how do you understand how someone else is feeling if you don't understand those feelings yourself first? Which brings up the whole modeling. Like, what do they see you do mm-hmm. when you see a hurt animal and you're right. in a rush to go get your coffee? What do they see you do when you go by the homeless person or you see a butterfly or whatever it might be? It could be any, you know, just even like the little, you know, random acts of kindness. And they don't have to be big things. You know, and we all can handle one random act of kindness a day, you know, that are little. And the more you talk about them and well, if you're with your kid and you help someone across the street or you're on the bus and you tell someone, wow, I love your sweater. That is so beautiful. And you see them beam and feel so good. It's just, that's it. It's so true. You need someone feel good. Right, right. I've always thought that how beautiful it would be if, and I think we should do this. This is something that I'm going to spearhead because I'm so passionate about it, but teach children about the life review. And all of us should learn about the life review. It it can be called different things, but that's basically, um, as you've heard on some of my podcasts, after someone um, has a near-death experience, they come back and talk about how what the judging is, is that you see a snapshot of your life. And in that you see everything you've done that has made people happy, but probably even more importantly, when you've hurt someone and you can actually feel how your actions 
made that other person mm-hmm. feel. So to be able, I mean, that's empathy, right? So yeah. to be able to, th- I think about that all the time now, just how, no matter what you're doing, how that other, how you're making that other person feel. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think that if you do something that, you know, when you were frustrated or angry and you respond, you react in a way that you're not pleased with, to talk about it. Exactly. Which hey, we like, hey, you know what? I was in such a state that I reacted in a way I'm not proud of. And I could see it really upset you or hurt your feelings, or I said something or whatever, whether you're talking to a child or your partner or someone at work or literally anybody, yeah. you know, I mean, we've all snapped at people, you know, I've, whether it's a waitress or, you know, we all, Absolutely. Have we're, like, human. we're human, <laughs> right. But then to apologize for it yes. is that's the next step. And then, you know, people appreciate that so yes. much. And, and children to know that adults can make mistakes too, you know, so important. so, so important. So um, to segue a little bit, let's talk about um, this time with all the kids at home and let's get into the parenting mentoring <laughs> part of it. Um, why don't you, can you give us some ideas of what you suggest, how parents deal with with, you know, having their the whole family underfoot and kind of the energies that are, that are going on. Yeah, it's hard. Let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm done. No. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, this is no, what um, we do. Yeah, this is our <laughs> friendship. So yes, yes. <laughs> we have to throw in some joke here. Though. Yes, yes um, absolutely. Anyway, I think that depending on your children's ages that you have to recognize, you know, what you can and cannot do. You know, mm-hmm. I always suggest that if you have set goals for yourself, whether for your business or for going through closets or photo albums or who knows what it is, whatever those goals are, hopefully, and in most cases, it's possible that you just say, okay, you know what, I'm going to take those goals and I'm going to move them forward three months or six months. And I'm okay. And be okay with that because, you know, and that becomes this huge weight that's lifted off your shoulders. So that's like one really big thing. I mean, I've personally done that. And, you know, and it's, it's really helpful. Absolutely. (laughs) I love that. I've kind of given myself the time and the space to say, okay, well, you know, I'm now become a housekeeper also, you know, and I need time for that. And now, you know, what was something that I kind of resented having to do, I look forward to it in the morning. Now I go downstairs, I empty the dishwasher, I you know, clean the countertops, I put everything away and I have my kitchen is nice and clean. Yes. Fortunately, you know, my son does all the dishes at night and cleans up the kitchen pretty much. But then, then, you know, all the stuff needs to be put away and, you know, and so now I like have a new routine and I throw stuff in the laundry and like, and I don't mind, like it actually feels good and empowering and productive. And then I know I can get get to my work. And also now I take a walk every day, you know, which also feels great. And I think, you know, we're very fortunate that 
this is happening during spring and you know spring to me is this very spiritual time anyway yes. of rebirth and beauty and in a way it's like the universe is telling us something you know with the yeah. fact the advent of spring and here we are and saying slow down reevaluate and you know look at your children my guess as a layperson is that anxiety in children and young and adolescents is going to go down significantly because they're no longer on this crazy race to this activity and that activity and get your homework done and practice your instrument and now you have to go to play in this game and then i mean these kids don't have a moment to breathe. Right. You know, now all of a sudden families are sitting down together for dinner and they have time and conversation and go outside and, you know, literally smell the flowers. Yes. yes. You know, go outside like with your kids and look at the buds on the trees and take a picture with your phone every day or let them and every day and then you can see how it changes little by little by little and I thought it was like so fun to do that and then make like a little flip book you know yeah that's a great <laughs> idea like, or measure the the flowers coming out of the ground every day you know and see how I mean there's just so many amazing opportunities for us and for our children to you know it sounds corny to say like be part of the earth but i think you know what i mean oh i know reconnect with mother earth it's it's so it's something that we we really need to do and you know it's interesting because um someone was on the show today and they were talking about these bodies of water that are becoming just cleaner already and these these other um environmental things that are happening that are just cleaning up the cleaning up you know mother earth and absolutely and let let our children understand the importance of that i totally understand yeah i mean it so that's all great however right. <laughs> you know you still have your kids at home who yes. are i'm sure the listeners are going yeah but you know but. like my kids want to go outside and they want to see their friends and they want to do this and they want to go there and you know and so one of the best things i think we can do is like yeah i don't blame you you know and i think a lot of kids may start to internalize is this the way life is going to be forever and since we have no answer as to when this is going to be over until when this is going to happen you know i recommend like and if we can even do this for ourselves like you get a jar and every time someone says oh i wish i could do this or i really want to do that or you say okay write it down and put it in the jar and you know these are all the things when this is over, these are all the things we're going to get to do. And so I love that, you know, it's a kind of a positive way. It's not yes. saying you can't do it. Sorry. I don't know when you can, but it's just like, Hey, write it down and put it in the jar. Cause that sounds really fun. Right. Something to look forward to. And yeah. And that, and that itself could turn into a game, you know, yeah, but it's like, <laughs> cool, you know, and then it's like, well, what are we going to do first? Right, right. You know, and then you can also have another jar that when your kids 
are doing something that they enjoy, or you can sit with them and make a list of all the things they like to do by themselves or at home or in their backyard or whatever your situation is. And write those down and put those in a jar too. So when they're like, I'm bored, I don't have anything to do, say, you know, or you need them to spend some time doing something. Hey, you get to go some, pull something out of that jar. Yes. You know, so it's fun in both ways, you know, right. kind of making it as positive as possible. Yeah. I actually went out, you're going to understand this because you know, my kids, I bought Matt two Lego sets and he's 21 oh. years old and he loves it. He sets and works on his Legos and oh it is, it, is just, it just warms my heart. You know, it's, it's so well, fun. I, I printed out today that my university has these like great, someone did these great drawings of different parts of the university and they're just black and white and they're meant to be like for a coloring book. Right. And I printed out three sets and I'm going to give one to each of my kids since I go there too. And, and I asked my friend who sent them, I'm like, so do you want to wager on the reactions? <laughs> Wait, I don't, I'm not following. What do you they're mean? They're like mean color sheets like that. At the university? Of the um, university. They're cool pictures and you can color them in. Oh, the university of where they're going? Yes. Oh, oh, got it. Got it. So, okay. But you know, I think yeah. it's cool that I don't know how they're going to. Right, go, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I think another, and, and speaking of coloring, um, I interviewed um, someone, Rabbi Sandy Sasso, the other day, and she's an, I guess you would say an interfaith rabbi. That sounds like an oxymoron, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's just an amazing woman. And she wrote the book, um, God's Paintbrush, and it's all about um, children asking them questions to expand their minds about draw a picture of what you think the wind feels like or or what love looks like or you know the universe and god or whatever whatever word you'd like to use yeah. you know light god source and i just thought that that um is it's just i i suggest to my listeners to look it up because it's really a magical book one that opens up a lot of really interesting questions and discussions and for both, for both you and, and, you know, the very young. So, but the coloring, and I know you talk about some things to get your kids involved in with, you know, involved in. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think this is a really good opportunity and everyone's so worried about like their kids falling behind or doing mm. worksheets in the home classing classes. And, you know, I, I say, take a deep breath, do what's possible, give them the worksheets, let them do class, but, you know, don't be on their backs to do everything perfectly. I mean, they have to learn to internalize this anyway. And this is a great time because, you know, grades are different. And I mean, it's actually a really great time for them to, you know, take on a little more responsibility with the school stuff. And if they don't, and if it's not there, like there's a learning curve. And as your kids get older, the learning gets much faster mm -hmm. and easier. And so I would say, take this opportunity to teach your kids things that they're not learning in school, yes. you know, and whether it's life skills, like doing the laundry and, you know, helping around the house, 
you know, I don't like to call them chores. I call them family contributions, but just the constant. <laughs> <she> yeah. <laughs> But you know what? It's like, hey, you know, we're all in this together and everyone right. needs to contribute because, you know, we're a family and everybody yeah. participates and we're all on a team. And, and if you have so much fun. fun. Yeah. If you have little kids or me, you know, not like once they're teenagers, they're going to roll your eyes, roll, roll their eyes at you about this, I think. But, you know, I love the team metaphor because you know, everyone knows what it means to be on a team. Everyone helps each other and everyone yeah. supports each other. And we are all in this together. And so give your family a name, you know, give them, come up with a team name, you know, <laughs> and it. you know, the team, the coach can each week, you can have a different coach and you can do different drills. And so maybe one week it's laundry drill and one week it's sweeping drill. And, you know, you can really like take this as far as you want. Yeah. Have a mascot. And, yeah, exactly. a mascot. And, a uni and uniforms, you know, you can pick the colors, someone can design it. Like, I mean, it really could be fun. And then like, if you have another family, you can even like have games. You know, right, right, we're right, like, right. let's see who does the laundry better, or let's see who can do it faster, or yeah. you know, have the kids competing with their friends. And yeah, those things are such great ideas. I remember when my kids were little, I don't know where I came up with this, but um, it, you know, how musical chairs where you turn on the music, yeah. And, and, and yeah, so we did um, chores acting like it was musical. So I turned the music on and everybody would like do whatever they were and turn it off and everybody would have to freeze. Musical chores. And turn it back on and yeah, musical cleaning or no, musical, musical chores. Um, yeah, musical <laughs> contributions. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> no, no, no. But those, those are great ideas. Yeah. Even you can do like, if you want to cook something together, bake something together, and then you can do a taste test. So like, try two different yeah. chocolate chip cookie recipes or two different grilled cheese recipes, try different cheeses. And I mean, they're learning so much through cooking and through, you know, even the tasting part and you blindfold, like that is a mindfulness exercise, yes, yes. you know? And so do some of that stuff too. close their eyes and have them smell different seasonings or, you know, herbs and that you're going to put in the food and all that stuff like is increasing their um their senses yes and, and their intuition in there yeah it's very true um also it's such a great time to bring in i will call spiritual practices you know do some deep breathing together do some visualization um it's so fun to do yoga with, you know, with, with the little ones and make that part of your day mm -hmm. and let, and let them see that it's really important to you too. You know, what you do to quiet your mind, to be, you know, be a little bit more present. And even, even like the gratitude exercise that everybody yes. says one thing that they're thankful for every day, you know, we could do it in the morning mm -hmm. and at night or just once, but just like getting your kids thinking. And if you don't do it yourself, it's a great thing to do. I mean, it's, there's been, and it's like based in research that it really does make a difference to your mindset. Right. It's the highest vibration. Yeah. Gratitude. To be able to say like, what you're lucky for even during this time which is so difficult for so many people there still are these silver linings 
to be had. And I think focusing on those, you know, which while I know it can be really hard if you have little kids running around and you're trying to work and, you know, the responsibilities of taking care of them, it's really, really, really hard. But when you can find a little time to just think about one thing that you're thankful for even can be really helpful. So true. And I also think that this is not coming from a religious stance at all. And I know some people don't like the word pray because some use it um, just kind of as, as a word, but to, to think, I think it's really important for myself anyway, and for my children to just to know there's something bigger than us, that something, something is holding us in this. And there's just something bigger than us. And I think it's a beautiful time at night or before dinner or eating, you know, if you want to call it a prayer or a time of thanks, it's exactly what you're talking about, really Mm -hmm. gratitude, but just bringing that into the, into the mix also, I think it's really important and, and comforting. Yeah. And also like, aside from the gratitude, you know, when you do sit down together, you know, and as, as you know, you can be the leader in this initially is that you thank the other people at the table for something, you know, and it doesn't have to be big, you know, thank you, sweetie, for making me laugh today. Thanks for, you know, picking up your pajamas. Thanks for, you know, working so hard in your office, even though, you know, I could have used your help a lot and you weren't there to help me, but, (laughs) you know, but no, you just say, thank you. I I know that you're working really hard for us or, you know, and then it teaches your kids to think about that too. And everyone begins to appreciate everybody a little bit more. And I, yeah. a, you know, it's a little easy thing to do, but it's a big, it's a big learning thing that you it's now have we're here for sitting at dinner together to te- like, yeah. these are the, like the things that you really want your kids to learn. You want them to be capable, kind, loving, giving people, and you have the time and to be resilient and to have coping mechanisms and good problem solving skills. And now's the time to learn all this stuff. Yeah, that was so beautifully said. And that unconditional love Mm -hmm. and helping others, that's what's really important in life, you know? So, well, listen, we need to wrap it up, but it's so wonderful to have you on the show. Is, is there anything you would like to share that I didn't ask you? I don't think so. I mean, okay. you know, I could talk forever, but I think we covered a Well, Sue, thank you so much. And if people want to find you, how would they do that? Um, you can check out my website, which is theparentingmentor.com. I'm on Instagram at the parenting mentor and I give a little tip usually every day, really easy, non-judgmental stuff. Um, you'll find out about my book on my website and everything I do. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much. And I really suggest to our listeners to, to run out and, and get her book. It's just, um, it's just a really 
Well, don't run out. Helpful. Yeah, don't run out now, but maybe get it on Amazon or something. <laughs> but anyway, well, listen, you have a wonderful day. Big hugs to Bill and Hudson and Victoria and Nico. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll talk. I think we're, um, we have a happy hour scheduled here someday Good. soon. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, Thank sweetie. Thank you so much for inviting Thank me to you, be on. Really You're very welcome. Thing. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at interviewswithinnocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you.